Hello, and welcome to Bruce World, where I'll be your life guide. If you haven't guessed it, I'm Bruce, Bruce Handler. And with each episode, I plan to discuss a thought-provoking topic and, of course, share my point of view. To talk about humans and the interesting things we do, maybe teach you a thing or two, share some facts that are really true, and make you laugh at least once before I'm through. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of my podcast entitled How to Become More Likable and Why You Should Want to. So once again, I spent many, many hours working on a podcast, going down a rabbit hole that didn't lead to anywhere good or positive or productive and ended up being more of a rant and rave and something filled with too many controversial comments than a valuable learning experience for my audience. But now that I've gotten the tirade out of my system, I went on a search for a topic to cover in this podcast and found a very interesting list of things that many people wished they were better at. It was quite a lengthy list. Believe it or not, it literally had over a hundred items. <laughs> I didn't mean to say 10. It was actually over a hundred, which on the one hand was very good for me because it gave me a treasure trove of future podcast ideas. But on the other hand, it made me realize just how many things people may be missing in their lives or that they wish they were better at or more satisfied with that can have a profound impact on their happiness. And it also reinforced for me just how challenging life can be. Switching gears now to the topic of this podcast, I'd have to say that in the past few years, I've found myself talking to people more and more about likability. Not so much as a main topic of conversation, but in relation to other things, including how to network with other people more effectively when you're looking for a new job, or in how to deal with conflicts at work. Now, if you stop and think about likability for a moment, you'll realize that there are so many possible benefits of being more likable and how much easier it can make your life. For example, the more likable you are, the more likely it is that people will hire you, promote you, want to work with you, have you join a team or a project, and they're also more likely to listen to you and be influenced by you and want to spend time with you. And people are more likely to want to be your friend, to want to date you, to want to help you whenever you need help with something, and the list goes on. So as you can see, there are so many benefits to being likable that will make your life easier, happier, more positive. And who doesn't want that? Likeability is not a characteristic that most of us think about, yet it's truly a super powerful characteristic. And better yet, it's not necessarily that hard for many people to become more likable, to act more likable once they know how. Now, I do have to point out, however, that it's not natural for many to know how to act likable, and it's going to be harder for some than others to be more likable depending on a few key things like how you have a tendency to show up and act when around others. In other words, what's your current state of mind? If in particular you're depressed or highly anxious or angry or exhibit other similar strong adverse emotions, 
It'll be very difficult to become more likable, but it's not impossible. Now, ideally, these types of emotional challenges need to be addressed first, and preferably through some form of therapy, so that you're in a better frame of mind before you're able to be successful working on your likability. When it comes to likability, people aren't generally born that way, but instead learn over time how to act in a likable manner. Now, some learn at a very early age in life when they're just a child, and others don't learn this behavior until much later in life, and some have obviously never learned it. However, regardless of what habits you've developed, you can learn new habits to become a more likable person. Now, what do I mean by likability? In its simplest form, it means people have a tendency to like you based on how you act with them and around them. (laughs) Is that obvious or what? But wait, there's more. What they like is how friendly you are, how nice and respectful you are, that you're approachable, easygoing. You actively listen to them and show empathy and understanding. You also give people genuine compliments, and you show appreciation for any help they provide you or for just giving you time to talk to them, and you're inclined to offer them help. You also have a tendency to be cooperative and agreeable, but that doesn't mean you're a pushover. You can still share your opinions and ideas, and they may differ from others, and you don't just have to cave in because someone has a different point of view, but what's key is how you act when differences arise. And more on that soon. Now, I could list more likability traits, but I'm sure you get the idea. And to be likable, despite what you may think, you don't have to be a great conversationalist, the life of the party, super funny, no bunch of jokes, or be an extrovert. Although knowing some funny jokes (laughs) never hurts. (laughs) The bottom line is we know that to be likable is not overly complicated. Yet, a fair number of us don't do that good of a job at acting likable, or we act likable in some situations, but not in others, even though we all, and I mean all, want to be liked. Not necessarily by everyone, although some people do want that. Now, why is this the case? Why don't we act more likable or more likable on a regular basis, regardless of the situation? There are multiple reasons for this. The main reason is that we don't tend to prioritize this behavior over many others. And it's not something that we generally give a lot of thought about, and many people don't know how. And finally, it's due to a lack of self-awareness. In other words, many people think they come across as more likable than they really are. So, how likable are you? Here's a quick mini quiz, and I'll give you time now to get something to write with and write on or to type on. And before you take the quiz, it'll be interesting if you first rate yourself on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being high, meaning you're super duper likable, and on the opposite end of the continuum, a one means you're pretty much one of the least likable people on the planet. And I could give some examples, but I don't want to offend anybody. Okay, are you ready for the quiz? Pencils sharpened. So here's the quiz. And it's only 13 questions, and it's just a true or false answer for each question. And lastly, I ask you to be totally honest with yourself or as honest as you're capable of being. 
Here's the first question. When talking to people, do you generally make eye contact and smile? True or false? Two, when you strongly disagree with others, do you generally keep your emotions in check? True or false? When you have a different point of view about something, do you still actively listen to people and seek to understand what they're saying? This means you ask questions and summarize what they're saying versus trying to just dominate a discussion to win over the person to your point of view. True or false? Do you often volunteer to help others without being asked? True or false? Do people tend to seek you out for help or pick you to work with them or to be in a project or team with them? True or false? Do you generally show appreciation and compliment others in a very genuine manner? And this requires that you share specific things the person did that you appreciate or are complimenting versus just saying something like, thank you or nice job, you know, and and the like. True or false? Do you generally avoid allowing yourself to get distracted, which may include taking a call, looking at a text, texting, letting somebody walk in and start a conversation while you're having a conversation with another person? True or false? Do you tend to avoid rushing conversations? True or false? Do you tend to share positive versus negative thoughts when interacting with others, meaning when asked how you're doing, you're more inclined to share what's going well in your life versus complaining and venting? True or false? Do you tend to often call people by their first name or nickname? True or false? Do you tend to do a good job of accepting compliments versus downplaying them? True or false? Do you often engage in small talk versus cutting to the chase to address a work or personal matter? True or false? And lastly, number 13, are you more likely to give feedback to others that comes across as constructive and helpful versus more critical and negative? True or false? So how do you do? The more you answered yes, the more likable you are likely to be. Now try saying that 10 times. And to take this further, to find out your likability, and if you feel comfortable doing so, I encourage you to ask a couple of people that you feel are likely to be most comfortable answering that question and being honest with you, and then ask why. It's key to know the specifics. So even if they say you are likable, you should then ask if they think there are things you could work on that would make you more likable, since none of us is perfect in any area. We all have opportunities to improve. Before I get into the list of things to do that have the greatest impact on likability, and you got somewhat of a hint as to what some of those things might be based on the quiz, I want to digress a bit and talk about customer service, because interacting with customer service reps can be a very good way to understand likability behaviors and the impact that it has. Now, we can all relate to good and bad customer service experiences. The good or more likable customer service person includes dealing with someone who is generally in a good mood, friendly, helpful, nice, shows empathy, is polite, uses your name, is not defensive or looking to place blame, and asks how you are doing. Think of the impression that this leaves with you. You're much more likely to be smiling during that type of experience, more likely to end up feeling in a good or positive mood, to feel more calm and relaxed, and likely to be nice to the person 
who is being nice to you. Then there is the customer service person who is the opposite of likable and is more likely to make us angry and agitated. They're more likely to exhibit the exact opposite behaviors that I just shared about the likable customer service rep and instead act very formal and less conversational, less friendly. They act more disinterested. as coming across as if you're bothering them and that they're in a rush to get to their next phone call and less likely to pay attention or show compassion or any feeling. They don't even treat you as a person but just another caller that they even don't want to interact with. Are you ever going to want to talk to this person again? The answer is clearly no. And they're likely to leave you feeling mad and are frustrated for some time. Okay, it's time for me to list those things that you can do that have the greatest impact on likability. <laughs> My top 11 list. I don't like top 10 lists. Number one. Act nice and polite with others. This simply means treating people like you would like to be treated, with respect and kindness, and in a professional, well-behaved, and gracious manner. Pretty straightforward, not too complicated. Now, here's the rest of my top 11 list of things to do to get people to like you, and then enjoy all of the benefits that go with that. Number two, when talking to people, make eye contact and smile. We are conditioned to generally act positively and more trusting to smiles and eye contact. It shows people you're focused on them and in a good mood, and that's infectious. Number three, engage in small talk and do your best to focus on the other person asking how they're doing how was their weekend and ask at least one follow-up question and better yet if you know them well enough get specific and ask things like what do you do with the kids this weekend you should even be doing this at work why because it breaks down barriers it lightens the mood and all of this makes you more likable the one exception to this is you need to know your audience. And there are some people, in particular in the business world, who don't want to engage in small talk. And you generally know who they are. They want you in and out of their office, say what you need to say about business, and move on. Number four, stay in the moment with the person you're interacting with. I can't stress this enough. Don't act as if you need to rush a conversation. Don't allow interruptions during the conversation unless they're urgent. Give the person your full attention. Put down the phone. Don't look at the computer. Don't look at your television. This is so basic and yet one of the most common mistakes people make, and this really ticks people off. Makes you the opposite of likable. Number five also very powerful. Actively listen. Now, people love to talk, and they love those who <laughs> like to listen to them. It's hard to do something more powerful than this, to show someone you're engaged in what they're saying, and by being curious, by asking questions to better understand what they're saying, or to get them to talk more, like by saying, tell me more about that, or how did that impact you, or what do you think about that? Number six, 
find opportunities to compliment people, but not things like their physical appearance if they're a coworker. And acknowledge your appreciation when people give you their time, give you ideas. They help you, they listen to you, they act as a sounding board, etc. People don't get a lot of compliments or people showing appreciation, and people crave it, especially people's bosses and people higher up in the organization who get very little positive feedback. To give compliments in a genuine manner, this requires that you share specific things the person did that you appreciate or are complimenting versus just saying thank you or nice job and the like. Number seven, watch how much you complain. Even complainers don't often like other complainers. Like when asked how you're doing and you jump into saying things like, oh, I'm so busy, or my coworker or boss drives me nuts, or the president's last presentation was idiotic, it's okay to vent with close friends. But with acquaintances and colleagues, think about things you can find to say that are either positive or neutral. Even saying not bad is not bad to say when people ask you how your day is going. Or, well, the good news is I'm doing better than the Chicago Cubs. If you give it some thought, I'm sure you can find at least one thing about your job or personal life that is positive that you can share. Be prepared with something positive to say. Like after the weekend, people often ask, how was your weekend? Be prepared to share something positive. Watch for the reaction. It's amazing when you try the things that I'm sharing with you, how differently people will react to you. And you want to start noticing those things. Number eight, when you have a different point of view about something, Do you still actively listen to people and seek to understand what they're saying? This means you ask questions, you summarize what they're saying versus trying to just dominate a discussion to win over the person to your point of view. Number nine, (laughs) use self-deprecating humor. Not often, but on occasion. Because it shows you are human and you may get some laughs. And when you can make people laugh, it makes them more likely to like you. For example, wait, you want me to find that report on exit interviews? I was looking for my glasses for an hour yesterday, only to realize I was wearing them the entire time. Number 10, use people's names or nicknames. Not with every sentence, but people love to hear their name in conversations, and yet this rarely happens. Use it especially when you first start talking. So, Bruce, I'm looking forward to preparing this presentation with you. See, I got the person's name in there and a compliment to boot at the same time. And the reactions will be instantly positive. Uh, Last but not least, number 11, is don't be defensive or put someone on the defensive. If people question your ideas, thank them for their feedback and then keep your emotions in check and answer their question without throwing a question back at them like, I don't see what you're questioning this for. Or what I shared was pretty clear. Why do you have questions about it? Or I don't understand what you don't get. Again, just answer their questions in a neutral, matter-of-fact manner and don't put them on the defensive by questioning their ideas or recommendations by sharing criticisms. 
Instead, share suggestions and ask thoughtful questions after you first share appreciation. Like Sally, it seems like you put a lot of work into this. I do have a couple of questions. For example, have you thought of this or that? If you do it in a matter-of-fact way, show appreciation for their work, and ask thoughtful questions, then people are less likely to get defensive and are more likely to like you. Well, it's time once again to end another podcast, and I'd like to end on a likable note and say I do very much appreciate all the people who listen to any of my podcasts. I know your time is valuable. There are a lot of podcasts out there, but I'm grateful that you've chosen to listen to mine. Now, if you ever do need more help when it comes to likability or any of life's over 100 challenges, please reach out to me at brucecoachcca at gmail.com. That's brucecoachcca at gmail.com. Or text me at 224-249-4042. That's 224-249-4042. Or check out my website, corecoachingadvantage.com. That's corecoachingadvantage.com. So thanks for stopping by, and thanks for listening, if you're still awake. I hope you were entertained, maybe learned something new, smiled a time or two, and here's to having at least an okay day, and if you don't, that you have what it takes to make it through. 